here with me. The Boston Bruins have almost completed the 2023-2024 preseason, but they haven't yet. They still have a game against the Rangers, which is very, very important. I'm very glad I remembered on the first take of this opening in an episode that is far, far past due. I'm Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, what's going on, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, Joe? I'm doing all right. All now, right. there are some people who are probably tuning into this here up and been like, man, it's been a bit. They took like a lot of the offseason off. How long has it been? Has there been news that maybe they missed and we didn't hear them talk about? Uh, the answer is no. Nothing happened. Uh, it's been pretty quiet, pretty tame. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could try to wrap up some stuff that happened, but I think we were going to have to really dig to find something. Do you have anything, any notes that you wanted to um, cover from what we've missed? I'm going through my notes. Okay. Seen anything? No, I think we're good. You I got nothing? This, this was a quick check-in to say hello. Okay. I did have something from a little bit back. Um, Patrice, sorry, Patrice Bergeron. I think it's pronounced Patrick. Sorry, Patrick Bergeron. Um, called it a career. Hung him up. I can't even keep the bit going because he's too important. Yeah, so I'm, we I'm, didn't I'm, talk about it. Here's the we thing: we didn't talk about it. We didn't, didn't talk like about it. Think and, about it, and because we didn't want to think about it, and we kept pushing it back. And we're like, well, well, how about we wait until this happens? And then we were like, well, they're probably going to announce a captain soon. It's so like we'll just wait for that. And then they waited a long time to announce a captain. And then the preseason started, and we were like, oh, we should probably just wait until the preseason's over. And then I definitely didn't agree to do this episode in thinking that the preseason was already over. So now, there's a little bit of a preseason recap minus the Rangers, which I can't believe we're doing because that game, again, all the nuts are going to be right on the table for that one. Uh, we pushed it off. We pushed it off, and we didn't want to talk about it. And here's the thing. I, don't, I still don't want to talk about it because it's been too long. You all have your thoughts. It's all the same thoughts. You've been seeing Merci Patrice on Nesson every time you tune in for the last 12 weeks. I don't know if there's anything that we can add that you haven't already thought, that you don't know that we already feel. And I don't know if I want to revisit those feelings. Do you? Uh, I do not. Uh, yeah, I just don't think there is a, a new take to to give here. It's It sucks. It makes sense. There you go. Yeah. We love him. We'll always love him. I'm going to cry tears in front of 17,000 other people when they retire his number. Uh, and that's that. And I'm very grateful for him to have had uh, him as long as we did. Uh, a legend, an icon in Boston, one of the best to ever do it. So his nickname was Rafters. Like, that's like you're in the middle of it and you're like, yeah, this guy's obviously getting his number retired. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen a lot for most. Yeah. A guy who had a cemented legacy and just kept adding new layers of wet cement on top of it. So not much you can say. This is the, the you know, the Bobby Orr, the whatever of our generation. So uh, heartbreaking also did makes you, a ton of sense. Uh, quick yep. transition because you mentioned Bobby Orr. Did you happen to hear Olmark's comments about his new mask? Relating to what we're talking about. I did. So I saw the mask first 
and then I saw people talking about the mask. Then I saw the Bruins promote it. I think it was one of those things where the fans actually brought it to their attention. I agree with that. Yeah. So what we're talking about is that someone pointed out. You're quiet. Somebody Real pointed quick. out. Somebody there. pointed out uh, yeah. on the side of Olmark's new mask. You can see the photo, that very famous photo of Bergeron, Martian, and Sagan after the Bruins uh, won Game Seven against Toronto in 2013. Uh, what I was actually alluding to before just now was that Olmark made a comment saying, I, I think Orr is also on the mask because he said the he, other, yeah, so that's on one side and then the other side is like the flying Bobby Orr picture. Perfect. Yeah. So he said that he wanted to acknowledge the two greatest Bruins of like the two like halves of the like uh, century, Where, like the greatest mm. player in the Bruins in the first 50 years was Orr and the greatest player in the next 50 years of that generation was Bergeron. I love and that. And that ruffled a few feathers. People are like, are we just forgetting about Ray Bork? Are we just ignoring Ray Bork? And I'm like, that's tough. Like, it's Listen. like, I, did, I didn't get bogged down by it too much because, I mean, like, it's he played with Bergeron, whatever. But I was just curious if you had seen that also. Um, Yeah, I, I did. I don't believe Bork quite falls into that conversation. Am I crazy to say that? I don't think that Bork is on quite listen listeners i'm making a face right now we were talking i was talking with a buddy of mine about legends and icons and all that and whatever and there's still tears to it you know there's your a plus legends of the game there's your a tier legends. there are still legends to it there are layers to it so I also grew up in a time where Bork was just kind of assumed to be the chosen one. It was just like, yeah, yeah, it's Bork. Yeah, Bork is the best player on the Bruins. Everybody else sucks. So maybe that's a little bit of Bork burnout and also that I was probably too young to fully appreciate him. But another guy that you knew was going into the raft, I don't know. But but still, but still, but still, I think there's just a flashier, sexier thing about Patrice. I think it was just always going to be that he resonated with the fans more. Am I wrong there? I don't know. This is, I'm a little out of my element here because I feel like not really growing up a Bruins fan, I, I, I missed Bork. So I can only appreciate him like retroactively. Mm -hmm. So it's hard. Can you turn say. your microphone up real quick? If that's, I will try. If it's not going to set us back 30 minutes. How about now? Is this that any sounds, better for you? It sounds a little better. How about I think now? I might just be super loud. Is this loud better, too? too? Am I doing good for you? Are you patronizing? I can't tell. Are you patronizing me? for you? Okay, I, yeah, I don't never. think you're patronizing me. I don't think you are. Okay, would, all right. I would never do that Glad we got you. that covered. Yeah, it. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That it's, it's hard to... A guy who retired when we were like six years old. Yes. But, but still, I don't know. It's Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, I know. It's honestly not even really uh, now, worth talking about this much. Like it's. I know. I know it. I know it. But here, you know, this is what everybody the, the expected step, us to talk about. The next step in the in the process here was naming a new captain. Now I want to ask you honestly. Yes. Did you think they were going to name one at all? Yeah. Yeah. I, I. 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 I never had any doubts. I. I I feel like I'm too loud now. 
Do I sound too loud to you? Not to me. It'd be super funny if you went back to this audio and I'm just screaming the entire time. I don't think you are. Anyways. Uh, no, I, I was not of the opinion that they were going to go without a captain. That is, just, I, It doesn't feel like a Bruin, Boston Bruins move. Not when you had Brad Marchand on the team still. And like, it's not even like there wasn't a few obvious candidates. Because if it wasn't going to be Marchand, it was definitely going to be McAvoy. A lot, a, a good number of people were calling for McAvoy yeah. over Marshan, which no, just like veteran status alone, no. It will be McAvoy's next. It just will be in 12 years when Marshan retires, <laughs> I tell myself. I think, I think that was the argument people were making is that is Marshan just serving as a bridge to get to McAvoy? Because yeah, that's fine. And I think the argument was, well, why do that when we can just have him be like a long tenured captain and hand it to him while he's still young and all that? I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Marshy has more than earned it. And I also just love it. I oh love it. Oh, my God. It's so It's the good. best. Oh, my God. I love it. I love how much people hate it. Like, it's, the, oh, this is your captain? Be like... Uh, yep. You're goddamn right. Yeah, it, it is. is. Like Brad is my captain. Hell yeah, man! Like, and rocks. what a what a drastic change in demeanor <sighs> from Bergy. Just I know, awesome. Just pretty awesome. much the polar opposite. Like, so good. I love it. And he hasn't changed. I thought it might, you know, make him clean up a little bit. Uh, this preseason has shown you no. Well, I, I clean. I mean, I like he's not like as dirty as he used to be. Because I know, I mean, bad. like scrub it up entirely. I thought no, there was no, a no, chance no. where he is a different player with a C on his chest. I could, yeah. No, I, I am. I'm very glad that he's not doing that. Um, I don't think I really would have predicted he cleaned up too much. I mean, I'm using your words now, mm-hmm. but. Like again, even just this preseason, like is I think he's only played two games out of the five so far, and both times just an animal, animal, like going after people, love it, getting physical with it, which I love, love when Marchand throws the body, big time. But I I am not at all surprised he's the captain. I'm very happy he's the captain. We've been saying it for a while. I mean, even in the middle of last season, we're like, all right, well, get ready for Captain Brad Marchand when the time comes. And it kind of felt like a joke at the time. Not like we didn't believe it would be possible. It was like, oh, yeah. It's a funny idea. I mean, it happened, and it's still a funny idea. I keep calling him Captain Brad Marchand because I just, it's so much better. Like, I it's love the funniest thing in the world. At and, home. and what's awesome is that the Bruins social team knows that, too. And oh, they are 100%. pushing it. Yeah, they are really rubbing it in people's faces. And Brad, Brad does not get enough credit for how good he is at that, at being a character, at understanding that uh, being a, a I don't want to say hated, but being a divisive personality. He's a heel. Is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing the heel role is only good for him. And he's never going to be hated here and all that. And he leans it. He's so good. There was a couple of videos. I think it was during the uh, runway show, which we debated going to. Do you remember talking about doing that? Yeah. I'm so glad we didn't do that. No, it would have been dumb. It was horrible. You had to pay but, to go. Yeah. It was like 200 bucks. Like, yeah, it was hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Like, pay us hundreds of dollars 
to look at the jerseys, which then you have the option to spend hundreds of dollars on. There was a bar. And um, I'm just going to start. I'm going to connect my bank account to Jeremy Jacobs at this point. Be like, just take 10% of my check every time. You might as well. Like, that's what you want. I'm going to tie. They, they also, the, the guys hung around a little bit. So, like, you mm-hmm. could have rubbed elbows a little bit. But that's that's really what you were paying for is an opportunity to say, hey, could I get a picture? Which you don't really need to do. Will you be uh, on my podcast? <laughs> hey, Brad. <laughs> yeah. So, all in all, a good decision to maybe not attend the event but um at that event he had like a tiktok that he filmed in the back that i was like come on that's a very good one come Uh, on he's having uh, fun (laughs) i could talk about this all day long but this is a good time to transition to the new jerseys and i don't mean the state it's time to talk about the new jerseys (laughs) (laughs) you know we always take time to discuss new jersey and how bad it smells i'm still anti uh, yeah, strongly against the state of New Jersey. You know, New Jersey is the most densely populated state in these United States of America. Yeah, I bet they're the densest state. I buy that. Boom, 100%. dude, because they're Brah. idiots. Mm. Dumbass. Uh, quick home away thirds. Uh, just very quick thoughts on how you feel about these three. I think the uh, fan mock-ups got me a little spoiled and I was excited for the fan mock-ups and they let me down a little bit because I wanted the shoulder stuff. I wanted the different color collar. And I think that any kind of clean neck, clean shoulder is always going to look like a practice Jersey to me at best an alternate Jersey. So I do not love them. The only one that does have that is the third Jersey and the third Jersey has that 1924 on it, which just kind of clunks it up in the middle. So I don't love any of them on the ice. They look better. And I like the black ones, and I haven't seen the alternates on the ice yet, but those would probably be a second. The whites, I mean, I could live without. The logo is incredible. I don't like the gold strands. That's on my thoughts. Okay. Uh, I When they first came out, I was pretty unimpressed. I was like, that's pretty lame. I hated the glitter look. I still don't really like the glitter look. I don't think it works on an NHL jersey all that well. But as you mentioned, on the ice, I think they look so much better. So much better. I think the homes could be a little bolder. Like, I wish it was a little darker, almost. I don't know. Something about, maybe it's just, like, the white balance being off on Nesson's feet or something. But they, they look a little muted. I love the whites mm-hmm. on the road. I think they look great. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Big fan. And I, I, Were I, you before you saw them on the ice? Uh, I didn't really care. For, they were fine. Like, I didn't really... I wasn't like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I, I was planning on buying one immediately. And then they revealed yeah. them. I was like, I don't need to own any of these. And okay. I'm kind of still in that... that um, Of that opinion, just because of the glitter thing. Like, I don't... I just don't think... The glitter thing is weird. Great. From a distance... Also- when, when I'm really far away from them, they look really good. Like, that, <laughs> when I... So if I squint my eyes, like... And but turn the around. The thing is that, like, they're not... Uh, logo aside, they're not distinct enough to look different. Like the logo, obviously, is the logo, mm-hmm. but at a distance from behind, they could be mistaken for the alternates from what six, seven years ago. Are you are you talking about all three, or specifically the alternates? No. I'm saying the black, the black. Oh, I guess, yes, the home. Yes. It it just kind of looks like the uh, you know the bear uh, alternate that they wore years ago. From I love those from behind. But I'm saying in a closet, in a collection, it just doesn't stand out enough to be like, I need that one. 
Yeah, um, maybe the mean. white one does. Maybe the white one does because I don't think of any other white jersey that has those triple stripes on the arms. Do you hear that I'm inside of a racetrack right now? No. Okay, well that's good. It's spring training for all of us, folks. We love it. We're it's all our, trying to get it's back our preseason still. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the third. I'm gonna. I'll give the thirds the same leeway that the other two got in that I have not seen them on the ice yet, but I don't like the thirds. I think they're boring. I think they're a less comic sans version of the original winter classic Jersey. I don't yeah. care for them. I don't dislike them. I do like the shoulders. I think the shoulders look good. And I like that there is not 12 stripes on the arms. I think there's too many stripes going on again on the ice that you don't notice it as much. If I'm just staring at a picture of the Jersey, it's a lot easier to point it out. Your eyes just popped out of your head. Are you good? Yeah, sorry. There's like a race going on outside of my home. I'm looking at them again. Okay, as am I. I I'm liking the alternates more and more the more I look at them. I wish I've said this for a long time, and this is a take that few agree with, and I don't blame you for it. I think the Bruins should go back to brown instead of black. I think it should be brown and gold. I think yeah, that you- that is such a better look. I really love that. So anything that incorporates the brown, I'm going to like. Yeah, you've been pushing for the brown for a while. I love it. It's such you, a good You push that brown, Joe. You push I've, been, I've been pushing this <laughs> I've, I've brown I've been pushing brown bit. since 95. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just so good. I mean, just Google Bruins brown jersey. It, like, there are fan-made ones that are just so yeah, good. I, I, I do think they look good. And I'm sure in our lifetime we'll see them wear brown again at some point for some the next Winter Classic they get probably next year. See, the one you're showing me I don't like very much. Well, it's, it's okay to be wrong oh, sometimes. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think about the jerseys. Here's I think this is summing up pretty much everyone's thoughts, is that expectations were a little higher than what was given to us, yeah. but they aren't bad. No. Yeah, they're, it's like, they're oh, growing they're good. on me a lot. They're good. Maybe they're better than we originally thought, but we kind of thought they'd be better than what the, we got. Yeah, the more I see them, the more I really like them, especially the whites. I love how the whites look on the ice. I think they and look there are great. so many more jerseys coming this year. I see. I don't think that's happening. I people the think centennial like, or the, no, the original the cent- six matchup jerseys. No, because they're wearing the thirds for all of those nights. Everyone people thought it was there was going to be one jersey for every one of those, which would be insane. No, the third. I, to my understanding, they wear that. the centennial, the third jersey for all the centennial nights. Because they're like, there's going to be nine new jerseys. I'm like, no, there's not. Like that. Can you imagine the pro shop? What they're trying to stock nine different kinds of jerseys. For like three to five players. All right, now I hear the race. I hear the cops. Yeah, the cops are shutting it down. All right, cops are. Shutting, That's shutting honestly it probably down. what happened is that there was just a street race and the cops are. I probably. Um, really <sighs> quick because yeah. we all knew it was going to happen to the point where people got they felt bad about it when it happened because no one talked about it. Krejci also retired, but we we're like, yeah, we know that man. Like, did you didn't retire already? It's like. He had a quote where he said something along the lines of like, ah, I haven't made up my mind yet. It's either here or it's back to the check. You saw that. And I think everyone's collective response was, uh, all right. <laughs> it was like, okay. Did, did you right. did this before already? Right? God bless. <laughs> Let us know when you make up your mind, man. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. Uh, Krejci 
unlike Bergy, certainly, certainly showed signs that the end was here. So, yeah. which is tough. I mean, it would have been awesome if the story went differently last year. I promise we're not going to do this all year. I promise we're not going to do this much at all. But Joe's going to have to say Swayman it one time. got the start? <laughs> what if? if? If last year had gone the way that we all imagined it would, it would have been awesome that Krejci came back. So I'm not questioning why he came back. He was, you know, I don't know, scouted. What's the word? He was pressured to come back by Pasta. a 50-year-old? Can you? He was pushed to come back by Pasta, and I'm glad that he did. He would have been awesome if he was a part of what last year was supposed to be, but that's not how it went. So it's kind of like, ah, cool. Like, we got a little extra taste of Krejci, but nobody needs more of that it's it was gonna get sad so god bless him how about that is that a good way to send him off yeah thank you thanks dave thanks dave thanks dave it just Um, sucks because it's like in the shadow of bergeron which it's like again we we pretty much knew but it's like it's fucking bergeron like i know my kid one day is gonna be like tell me about watching bergeron play and i'm just gonna start crying like uh now speaking of crying and speaking yes. of old players coming back. Milan? The very one. The Milan Lucic. He's back, a, baby. Did you see the clip? He should of have him his own music. North... How does he not have his own like entrance music? I he, wanted to he's just like, like, he's hit... a WWE star, basically. He is, and it's like the return of a guy who's like been working for the other company for a while. You know, I he left WWE. I have a lot to say about Lucic right now. Uh, positive. I, that, that I would sounded... love to hear it. I would love to hear it. I have a few things. Uh, so, one, did you see the clip of him in the North End? with uh, It was either Bear Tracks or the Behind the Bee crew. Uh, yeah. Are you about to say what I think you're going to say? Well, yeah, it was just like yeah. I, no one else has this nose and this back. Like, I get recognized very quickly. Oh, I did not hear that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. He was like, yeah, someone told me that once. And I was like, that's a really dangerous thing to say to Milan Lucic. Like, yeah, better have been his yeah. mother who said it. <laughs> or someone he was already fighting. Like, yeah. <laughs> I might as well uh, get no, this No, I one thought you were like... going to bring up how <laughs> he went to that restaurant in the video and he was like, this is the best place in town. And then the very next day or the next week that uh, a restaurant owner got arrested for murder. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Lucic has been awful quiet on this. Yeah, like, you guys gotta. Yeah, I would love to say quiet. go watch that video where he says that quote, but it's certainly scrubbed. It's gone. Oh yeah, no, that is gone. Which is so funny. I think someone's. I think that's why the cops are showing up at your door right now. That might be it. Because I because he was at Capone's Italian Pizzeria in go the North Capone, End. Capone, go. Honestly, it's a shame that my family doesn't have a spot in the North End, but. We're all busy. I mean, you know, we we'll open it together. Tachi and Capone. Come on, like Burn sounds, the place like, down. sounds like a belt. When I was, I don't know, a a teenager, and somebody told me about Bova's Bakery, I thought I was getting set up for a Bova D's nuts thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you still, every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, that is real. Anyway, that's my North End talk. Um, <laughs> Milan Lucic, dude, Milan he's Lucic. back. And nobody in the world <laughs> is happier that Milan Lucic is back than Milan Lucic. Yeah, we touched on that uh, last episode a little bit. But it was still fairly he new. He, like, he, had, he was here? Yeah, it was like, it was. I think that's really what um, got us to make the last episode. 
I think um, you're right. Because we, we did talk about it. But at the time, it was it was very minimal. It was like a couple days after. So there really wasn't a lot going on yet. Uh, so I know you, you haven't really... You were, you've were you been busy with the Red Sox closing up their uh, phenomenal season. Yeah, I was plugged in. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and so I, you didn't really get to watch most of the preseason. You've been before. a lot more plugged in to I've been more the plugged in to or the, the preseason than I have. Every year, I don't give a shit about the preseason. I watch kind of maybe one of the games, and then that's it. I have watched most... I've watched four of the five preseason games in their in totality so far, which I've never done. And I've, there's, I've been so invested in... Bruins Twitter has been really invested so far, too. It's been kind of mm-hmm. exciting. It's like bonus hockey. It's nice. I think it's because there's a lot of like shit up in the air with like young guys coming in, some spots that are still getting fought for. But, I, but I'll say that one of my most pleasant surprises of this preseason has been how fucking good Lucic looks. That is like, great. Like, hear. again, like the look in your face, you're like, oh, interesting. Like... Like you, you knew that he's not going to be like 2011 Lucic because that's that's fine. Like I, I'm not expecting that. That would be crazy. But everyone's always like, oh, so slow. Like it's like he's useless. Like blah blah blah. There was a lot of talk about managing expectations for what yes. for what Lucic was going to be. Sure. Yeah, to the point where most fans were like, "This is just almost fan service." Like he's just mm-hmm. here to look after the kids. Like he's just here to kind of close out his career at some point. But he, he's been Johnny on the spot. He's been physical. He's been in the boards. He's been making good passes. Awesome. Like he's got a he's got a mm, got some pep in his step. Like I you're you're gonna be seeing articles within the next month or so, assuming he keeps this up. Uh about how like, oh Lucic, you're turning to Boston, reinvigorating, like rejuvenating his career, blah, blah, blah. Really? He's gonna get he's gonna get a dozen goals just from like pushing people around in front of the net. It's gonna be great. No, I, I'm. He's been awesome to watch so far, and it's just going to keep getting better. And there, he's playing with the big boys too. He's playing with Freddie and uh, Beecher, both of which are, are a couple of big boys, six two, six three. Dude, Luch and Freddie on the same line is old school hockey. That is something special. Freddie's in hot water right now with a lot of people. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's just get right into that because. <clears throat> as you alluded to, you've been a lot more plugged into the preseason than I have. So the talk this year, more than any other I can remember in recent Bruins memory, is all centered around what this roster is going to look like, who's going to make the team, who's not going to, and the kids apparently really showing up for the preseason. So I need the Rob Tachi report on these fellas I need you to fill me in, maybe fill in the listeners who aren't plugged in as you are. What are we missing here? So the the big name, there's a few, but the, the biggest name coming out of the preseason right now, veterans aside, is Matt Patra. Right. Patra. You'd think it'd be Patra. Patois. P-O-I-T-R-A-S. So Patra. Patra. He, he told the writers it's Patra. So he's 19... He's he's not a big guy. I think he's like 190 pounds. He was born uh, in 2004. Yeah, I saw that and it made me genuinely upset because um, I'm like, oh, that's where we're at. He doesn't even have an ESPN page at this point. But he 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 went from like obscurity to like where I I did not know this man at all. 
to the I mean, point. He hasn't now, been like a top ranked prospect. No, he hasn't at all. Uh, we, he's been playing in the OHL, and he has he has some interesting stats. So last season, in sixty three games, he had ninety five points, seventy nine of which were assists. Seventy nine assists is crazy. Seventy nine assists in sixty three games. That's that's good. That's good. And people yeah. go, "Oh, it's the O." I'm like, "Yeah, freaking whatever." And then people are saying, like, oh, in the OHL, you like if you don't have like 30, 40 goals, like you don't really matter. Like that's like goal, like that's a higher threshold you need to reach in that league. But anyways, so his performance has been stellar. It started off like him playing on like some of the lower lines, lesser minutes, and his performance is just so good. He he's very uh, quick thinking, got great execution. He's he's got great vision. Vision is probably the biggest compliment I can give to his style of play is like how well he seats the ice. He makes really good seam passes. Uh, he, he's playing beyond his years right now. One thing that I've seen one from clips and two from reading a little bit about this fella is like you are saying that he's smarter than people expected. Yes. And yeah. um, I think uh, he was talking about, God, I wish I could remember who it was, but he was setting up uh, a a goal that he ended up scoring to tie the game in the last preseason game and being aware of uh, the time on ice of opposing players, being aware that like of like looking for a matchup because he knew that somebody was tired, which, again, something that you would want from a veteran from a 19 year old. That's that's something to commend. Um now, I want to read some of Patra's quotes. Patra's quotes. Yes. I avoided that S on purpose, but you do need one there. Um, now, here, <laughs> here's, uh, here's some quotes from him after this, uh, the Capitals game on Tuesday night. <coughs> I don't know. I think I played pretty well, and I've done everything I can. I think I made it pretty difficult on them. Uh, and then a one Mr. Jim Montgomery, coach of the Boston Bruins, head coach. Boston Bruins. Uh, he went on to say he played almost 17 minutes Monday night in Philadelphia, and tonight he was over 18 minutes. So back to back with that, with what is uncommon travel, you wouldn't really see that you wouldn't really see in a regular season. Overall, he competed. What you like is that he lost some battles, but he comes back and wins battles. That was a good goal that he scored to tie it up and continues to show a lot of poise with the puck. Now, those are a couple of veteran things, like um, Monty is alluding to him. Uh, not getting down on himself for losing battles and coming back. The travel thing, which is a a big transition from the OHL to the NHL and going with a an increased travel schedule and this in-game awareness that you don't expect from a 19-year-old. So this sounds like more than, wow, look at his puck handling. Wow, this kid can snipe. It's not a strictly skill um, skill-oriented praise that he's getting. It sounds like it's a lot more complete player kind of stuff that people are looking at. Yeah, I've, complete is a good word. Um, to the point where people are now calling for slash expecting him to be the one or two center now. That's okay. Is that is that overboard? Is it more like when, this when they, kid when... might make the team and people have gotten themselves into he's going to be the top-line center? I mean... My gut says yes, that's an overreaction, but the people saying it 
or like Ty Anderson and Connor Ryan and like guys that like would know and like or would have like a, a, an informed, valuable opinion on this. So I, I think him. All right. So some more backstory here. He currently is he belongs to an OHL team. And right. the way it works out is that and he has a, a three year entry level contract with Boston. But given that he's only 19 and hasn't even kicked in yet. So he can mm. play up to nine games with Boston before his contract kicks in. If he plays, I, 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 I might be off by game here. We'll say if he plays that 10th game, that starts year one of his contract and his contract starts going. Okay. He can't play in Providence at all. Like he, that is not okay. an option. So he can either go back to the OHL this season. He can play nine games first and then go back, or he can play nine or 10 plus games and stay with Boston. He might be able to go back to the OHL after that, but. Uh, so right is now, the most likely outcome that he plays nine games and then there's a reassessment. I think people are expecting, all right, let's start the season with him and see how he does in the NHL after like a couple weeks. Um, with the option of being like, that was good, we'll see you next year, which mm-hmm. is kind of uh, more what I'm expecting. But I also think it's kind of going to be put in a way where it's it's yours to lose. Yeah. Like, if you don't give us a reason to get rid of you, we're not going to get rid of you, which <laughs> that's what happened with Patrice Bergeron. When he came up, they were like, this kid's pretty good. Maybe mm-hmm. we shouldn't send him back down yet. That's. Yeah. I think that's probably what's going to happen i mean i foresee a reality where he plays those nine games and goes back to the o almost no matter what yeah it's it's just roster management and 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 that kind of stuff it is but we have an issue with center depth right now so he's also kind of catching him at a time let's say like when they say he's the one c it's not like the bruins last year when you're like the two or three c which is a huge deal this is like Put him alongside Marshan and DeBrusque for a couple of games and see what he does. If he can keep yeah. up, why not keep him? Yeah. Um, but he's he's at the very least a, a big name going forward to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Because the game against Washington, they said that, like, all right, this is a back-to-back. Like, we're going to put him up against, like, Kuznetsov and, like, big NHL names. Like, we want to see how he does. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, like, throwing him in the deep end a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, we want to know what you look like in this scenario. Like, and he won would... 58% of his face-offs. What 58% of his face-offs? He had a killer goal. Like, I, like that spin-off, like, loses defender, crash the net. Like, that is a beautiful goal. For a, for a 19-year-old? It's a goal scorer's goal for yes. a guy who you know, doubled his goals and assists. Yes. And like this, it's so easy and not a bad idea to remind yourself and be like, it's the preseason. Like last year in the preseason, you know who we were talking about kind of bit like this? Who? AJ Greer. Right. AJ Greer had like a three or four, like really good goals. We're like, oh shit, maybe this guy. Yeah. And I'm not, it's easy to lose sight with the preseason for sure. And I've been feeling that a little bit. But it's also hard to downplay it when I haven't been plugged in. So when I've yeah. caught, you know, a combined four periods of preseason hockey, it's hard to say, hey, get off this guy. When it seems like all these media members that I respect are staying firmly on this guy. So yeah, uh, I think it's a really interesting storyline. I'll say that. Yeah, at the very least. It's interesting to say the very least. And I, I expect him to be 
in the opening night roster. I can't say much more than that right now with confidence, but I would be shocked if he were not at opening night next week. A week from today, which we will be at. We'll be there. We'll be there. Uh, and a couple other names real quick. Mason Lorai. Uh, he's been a name that's been circulating with the Bruins organization for a bit. Uh, tall, lanky, mobile defenseman. Skates super well. Good puck handling skills. Still, you can watch him and be like, your potential is really high. You're you're not there yet. A few people I've seen being like, oh, he needs to be in the roster. Which, given that the top six position, like the six defensive positions are locked. Like they are not right. up for debate yet. Like your sixth defenseman is Kevin Shattenkirk. It's like no one above that is getting moved right now. So your seventh D is the only real roster spot that's like kind of has a bit of like malleability to it. And right now it's Zaboral, although it may not be Zaboral. Another name is Ian Mitchell, who's been playing very with great poise, good passing, good jump, really good pinches. That is like one of my favorite qualities in the defenseman is Knowing reading when. the play well enough to know when to pinch and having the ball. So just do it like it's like when you should, because it is like it, it's it's got it. Like I'm not a, I've never played defense in hockey, but I have to imagine that is like at a certain point, just instinct. Like, there's no time to think about it. You just need to know whether or not you have time and that's, whether or not it's the right That's idea. also something that, that you have to think about with Jim Montgomery is, is that something that gets coached out of him? You know, as much uh, as that's something that we like, is that something that, that stays? Because, I mean, we heard that it was going to transition from Bruce to Jim as a less defensive-oriented team. But I'll tell you that I, I can't tell you that I noticed a massive change in at least opportunities given to defensemen last year. That is the opposite of what I experienced. That you that it became more defensive? Yeah, though I would say like one of the biggest lines you could put on last season is defense getting more involved offensively, especially in the transition. In the transition, yes. If we're talking strictly pinching in the zone, I mean your most offensive-minded defenseman. Say one, Mister Charlie McAvoy, captain. Well, last year, seven goals. The year prior, ten. Uh, yeah. And there's a there's a ten game difference in those two. I mean, fifty six points, fifty two points over those two years. Yeah, but that's goals. That's not like a metric for how well and how often he's pinching. No, and there's also not a readily available shot total for the season. But that's that's more what you're what you're talking about when you're talking yeah. about pinching. You're talking about getting yeah. involved in an immediately pressing play. Yeah, no, I, I would I would counter what you said about get that getting coach out of him saying I think it would be the opposite. I think Montgomery would be like that's what we're looking for from our defensemen. Like be responsible and like make the forwards aware that like. Like, if he's doing that, like, you got to take point now. But I think Mitchell is going to be your seventh defenseman going in. It also kind of get plays into, like, the cap hit where Zaboral makes more than Mitchell does. And, like, that could help a little bit. Um, but, yeah, there's uh, – I, I, so, I again, the three names that really stuck out to me were Patra, Lorai, and Ian Mitchell – Beecher's really good too, Johnny Beecher. Uh, he's probably going to be your fourth line center, I would think. Big boy, 
I don't know, he just plays well. He's like he looks like a guy you want on your fourth line. Like I, I like him. I don't have as much to say about him because I, I didn't have my, my peepers on him quite as much, but I did very much like what I saw. And I think that's another name to keep on uh keep an eye out for for this season and especially going forward. I'm telling you now, McAvoy Lorai is gonna be like one of the top pairings in the NHL one day. It's gonna be nuts. Like Lorai's the real deal. He's not there yet, but like he's he's gonna be fucking awesome. I'm excited to see him. And then we have another is fucking it... goaltender that's just stupid. Yeah, good. what's going like, on here? Brandon Bussy. Bussy. Which the bus nickname, right? Like just call him the bus. Right. I don't know what else to call him. The that's bus boy. Appropriate. Um, yeah, no, so that, that's Rob's takeaway from the preseason so far is, uh, Patra could very well be the real deal and you could be seeing a lot of him this season. Laura, you, you will eventually be seeing a lot of him. Ian Mitchell could sneak in as that seventh D and Johnny Beecher might be coming in as that fourth line center too. Mason Laura is six foot five. He looks like he's 13 years old too. He does look like he's 13 years old. He's also 210 pounds. At six foot five, it's lanky. That's a lanky boy. Oh, I, I got uh, so the biggest guy in the team right now is uh, in terms of weight mm-hmm. is Lucic. Right. Lucic is listed at two thirty six, six foot three, two thirty six. That seems a little low. Weight or height or both? Weight. Yeah, I would believe. Well, if you ever look at him it's when he's like man. Work, if you ever look at videos of him working out, you wouldn't look at this guy and be like, that guy's 240 pounds. Like, he isn't, like, bulky. Like, he just looks strong. So it's got to just be, like, pure muscle. But the next heaviest forward is Frederick, who is 220. Like 220? 220. Boom. Nailed it. And uh, the next heaviest guy in the team for is Lindholm at 224. So he's the one right after Lucic. And then you just remember that Char weighed 265 pounds and you smile because that's insane. <laughs> like, a lean 265. Seven feet tall. Yeah, like, a incredibly lean. The leanest. Like, oh my God. Like, How are you a lean woof. 265? I don't. You, you, only Char can do that. He's just running a marathon every other day. I don't know if you follow him on social media, but yeah. he's just constantly running marathons. Running like, marathons, your, feeding pigeons, riding bikes. You played defense in the NHL for 20 years and you're seven feet tall and you're running marathons. What are your knees made out of? I don't, like, I don't tight, think he has any left. I, I don't either. Like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, There's no way he's on his first or second pair of knees. I right? climb a flight of stairs and I have to lay down. Like, <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> but anywho, uh, I have a question for you for going in. I have a couple of questions. Uh, Hit me with the questions, dude. What player or players are you most excited to watch this season? Denton Heinen. All right. <laughs> I like Heinen. I like Heinen. I do too. <laughs> a lot of people don't, but I like him. I've always liked Denton Heinen. Uh, Denton Heinen is like the perfect example of a guy whose jersey I buy. That is like oh, my yeah. caliber of guy. Yeah. Denton Heinen, um, Nordstrom, if you go Louis, a couple years Louis back. Louis Erickson. Yeah, the, not even. Too much hype. Lee Stemmiak. Smaller. I got to get, yeah, just smaller. Just, smaller guy. Uh, yeah. Mazaros. Yeah, like this year. God, I don't even know who it would be. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's not what you asked. What you uh. <laughs> asked I would like to see a huge 
complete season from Jake DeBrusque. That's what I would really like. Yeah. yeah, Jake DeBrusque has the potential to, this is the first of the year. Rob, you ready for this? It's a baseball comparison. You ready for it? I'm so ready. Jake DeBrusque has the potential to be like Andrew Benintendi levels of fan favorite. And he already kind of has it without the performance. And uh, one year is really all it takes. One big, fat, complete year of Jake DeBrusque. 35 goals. Is that is that too much to ask? No, I was going to say I'm looking for 30-30 from him this year. If I'm expecting, yeah. if I want him to have the best year of his career, 30-30. 30 goals, 30 assists. Yeah. So it's last not year that he far. Was, last He's year he was 27 and 23. The year before that he was 25 and 17. I think 35-30 would feel damn good. And he's going to be getting a lot of top line minutes. Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing with are they, do they have him on the, on the right wing? Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's going to be playing with Marshan mm-hmm. and then Matt Potra, of course. And if it's not Potra, it's Pavel Zaka. And if it's not Pavel Zaka, it's Charlie Coyle. Yeah. Which are good. They're ranked low in terms of center depth, especially the one-two punch of centers. They're ranked very low in the league. Uh, but I, I think DeBrusque knows that it's like you're you need to be taking a bigger slice of the pie this year in terms of like contributing to the team like yeah with the guys who just left like you're stepping up it's your time come on it's kind of and the thing is he kind of it's really his time like he definitely did step up is the thing like he had such a hot first two years and mm -hmm. then tapered off real quickly and has stepped back from that you know, it was it was the 2020, 2021 season when there was the, the rumors about him being traded, maybe him not wanting to be here and wanting a change of scenery. And I've told the story on here about how he believed that he was getting traded. And uh, I mean, that that 2020, 2021 season was brutal for him. Forty one games, five goals, nine assists. He had 14 points in half a season, exactly half a season. So a 28 point season pace. And then after that, 42 points, 50 points, which is a lot closer to what you what you want from him uh, and were his his two highest um, totals. Uh, now. I th- think he has like redeemed himself, too. I think that's another thing that like fans were in like a then get out of here kind of place with him. And he has maybe not crossed the bridge away from it, but he is like maybe in the final stretch of crossing the bridge. And I would like to see that journey be completed. I think that's why I think about that still personally. Do you? Yeah. I think about a couple of tweets where he was included in like the most hated players in Boston. Yeah. When I like, like when people were making like collages of like, you know, the four sports, he was like the Bruins uh, representative on a couple of those. So I think about that. I don't think that's fair. I don't think so either. Uh, I think there was, I think the more logical fans were saying like, if he needs to change the scenery, then I wish him the best. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. That was a Bruce Cassidy issue too. Like that's a big part of it. It wasn't the team. It was Bruce, which several other players had issues with him. So Mm -hmm. I think that really helped me get over it because for a while I was like, why are you still here? Mm -hmm. A little bit, not like vehemently against him, but. Uh, I but I do agree. I I very much have my. He's the first guy I wrote down for who I want to keep my eye on this year. Mm-hmm. After that is Trent Frederick 
for me. Okay. He's like the bottom six. Not even, I don't even know if he's going to be fully. No, he will be. Bottom six. I Much in the way that Jake is probably expected to take on a lot more now, I think they're looking at Frederick like, keep going. Like, you had your career year last mm-hmm. year. We, we, you can do even better than that. Uh, it's troubling because he didn't really have a great preseason, at least not so far. Still a game left. He plays well against the Rangers. He fucking mm-hmm. hates the Rangers. Uh, but even, I, I don't know, there's like a Twitter personality, uh, a Bruins account, that like her, their whole shtick is how much they love Frederick, and even they hate Frederick right now. So it's like he's not in everybody's good graces at the moment. Like he's kind of, and he's a guy that I think people were banking on being a full time guy this upcoming year, especially when your roster is thinner. And and much in the way that you can't bank too much on a great preseason performance, you really can't knock a guy too much for a poor preseason performance. I don't care at all about that. I don't really care. Like it's, I do because I'm watching against all the hockey we have right now, but. Like I think, in, oh, in two weeks from now, we're gonna be like, what happened? They played the preseason, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. It won't, it won't matter at all. And it's, I think it's searching for a storyline a little bit. Not yes. searching, but you know, no, yeah, that's yeah. There's got to be something to talk about. I'm not worried about Freddie because, like you said, there this um, this year is a amalgamation of like the guys who have been taxi guys and the guys who have been role players becoming the team. And when Freddie was asked to do that last year, he did that. Yeah. So I don't see why he could not do that again. He's going into his age 25 season, 31 points in 79 games last year, 57 penalty minutes. Matched a lot of, a lot of fights, matched the I'm year sure. prior. Yeah, you know what's funny? Fifty-seven last year, fifty-seven the year before, and then in twenty twenty-one, he played forty-two games, which is like half of what he played the other two years. Sixty-five penalty. Hell yeah, Trent. Yeah, Hell that's yeah. the number I want to see. That's Love the number that. I'm keeping my eye on with Freddie. Uh, yeah, I, I just think he's, yeah, I. He's always been kind of a punching bag for this fan base. Like everybody, it's been very in vogue to shit on Frederick. And for a while, he wasn't great. Like he, there were stretches of time where he really wasn't playing up to his standards or the team's standards. But I, I, I have a lot of faith in him. I, I think he's aware of the situation going on right now and how big this is for him and how big it would be for the team um, and how much they're going to need consistent performances from him. Hundred percent. And I look forward to it. Um, all right, more questions for you. You don't have to get in the nitty gritty with it, but like, just generally, what do you, th- what kind of performance are you expecting from the Bruins this this season? Like at the end of the year, like kind of, where do you think they're going to fall? I think falling short of the postseason would be a disappointment. I think that they have lower expectations on them but I don't think that is an accurate reflection of where the team is at. I think that this year, I think in hindsight that this year will look like a better on the ice than on paper year. So you're saying you think they're going to perform better than people are expecting them to. Yes. I agree. Um, By how much? Do you expect them to make the playoffs? Do you? Yes. 
I do too with less thinking about it. Like I'm like, yeah, they make the playoffs. Okay. I mean, where do they finish? Uh, I I don't think they're first or second. Like I I could see them taking the wild card, and I could see them coming in third. Like that's kind of where I'm putting them. Mm-hmm. People like I understand that last year was insane, and will never happen again for anybody. And like we need to just like immediately nip in the bud the comparisons between last year and this year. Like they're pointless. Like they're is anybody not... doing that? No, but like I'm worried that they're going to. Yeah. And like you kind of you just do because that's what you do every year. You're like, well, what about well, how do we do last year? Like, where do we go from there? Um, so like, I, 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 yeah, exactly. So yeah. like taking that into account, like it's uh, where am I going with this? We still have Omar and Swayman. That alone, that's such an advantage over everybody. It's no the two other best, team. The two no best other team has that. There's no other team in the league that has two top five goaltenders on their team. The next two best teams for goaltending are the New York Islanders because they have Sorkin and the Nashville Predators because they have the guy whose name I cannot think of right now. Joe, this is where you help me. This is Roman Yossi. I was going to say Yossi. All right, perfect. Uh, Roman Yossi is yeah. a defenseman. Damn it. That's why I didn't say yeah. it because I knew it wasn't right. <laughs> yeah, I was just joking. They have David Legwand. That's not who it is. No, it's not. UC Saros. UC Saros. Yeah. I'm, he is exactly one week older than me. How about that? Interesting. Let's hang on that for a bit. Write that down. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aquarius? No, like, I, so, but moving on from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We also have the one of the best defensive cores. Charlie McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, Hampus Lindholm, Matt Grizzlick's hanging out there. Kevin Shattenkirk. Matt Grizzlick's coming along. He's there. I'm forgetting somebody. It's fine. And we have David Pasternak, Brad Marshan, K-Shat. Are people calling him K-Shat? I hope not. No, we don't have to, but I think it'd be cool if some people did. Every day of my life, I forget that JVR plays for the Bruins. Every single day, I think about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's a surprise to me every he's day. He's around. I mean, how how involved has James been? He had a he had a decent goal last night. It was like mostly from a posture not pass, but like it was a good finish. It was like a, he bar down. But I forget about it all the time. But back to what I was saying, I do think they're going to be much better than people are writing them to be, because I think people are writing them to be shit because they're not going to be the team they were last year. They're going like, oh, to fall off hard. Yeah, a fucking course they did because they set the NHL record last year. And then they lost some of the most important guys on the team. But they're still a much above average team. This is still a team worth getting excited over. And clearly I'm very excited about this team going forward. I'm so I think I'm more excited for this season going into it than I was last year. Do you believe that? Yes. Because going into last year, I didn't go into it being like, Yeah, we're about to win sixty three games. Or five. However, thousands. Who knows? I don't even. We lost track. But this year, I don't know. Like, I think there's almost like lesser expectations on us now. It's like because everyone knows you're going to suck, so it's less pressure. Do people think they're going to suck though? I I think. uh, I mean, honestly, all right. So I look at the Stanley Cup odds on DraftKings, which I think is what you're about to get at on FanDuel. Hit it, kind of. 
What, is, what does it have there? Is it their over under? Oh. Is that what you're well, going to I was just looking at the likelihood of making the playoffs. Okay. And in the East, the Bruins have the fifth most, or they're considered the fifth most likely. They're at minus 280 to make the playoffs. But so the sports books have them making the playoffs. Yeah. They're behind Carolina, Toronto, New Jersey, and the Rangers. And they're above the Lightning. DraftKings has them ninth in Stanley Cup odds. That's not bad. No. Out of 32 teams? Yeah, that's fucking solid. The Avalanche are at a minus 1,200 to make the playoffs. You think they do it? (laughs) Probably. I would think so. Do you know who DraftKings has winning the Stanley Cup? It was Carolina, right? It's the Carolina Hurricanes. I hate that a lot. I hate it. I get it, but I fucking hate hate Carolina. Carolina? The the National Hockey League. (laughs) It's not good for any of us. No. God damn it. Just a bunch of Nobody's jerks. stoked about it. Unfortunately, no, nobody, it's the world we live in. Nobody likes it. Uh, one of my notes here is like I, the question, will the Bruins be heavily criticized no matter what happens? And I think internally, probably not so much, like not from Boston writers, but I think I could see other fan bases or national coverage really harping on the difference between last and this year. Like, can't you just hear it? Like an ESPN game and the commentators just will not let it go. Oh, like, yeah. oh, at this point in the season last year, they had 400 wins. Like, like I, I that's all I can predict. And like, I, that's kind of like pessimistic of me, but I just, I think people are going to harp on it too much this year, comparing it to last year, which is why I'm trying to get out in front of it and being like, don't fucking do that. Like just, it's, it's yeah. its own thing. It's its own year. I also forget Shattenkirk's on the team a lot, if I'm being honest. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's cool to see his name on the back of a Bruins I like sweater. it. Honestly, yeah, it's cool it's to cool. see JVR. Like, I forget about yeah. him. I like yeah, it. That's, I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's a name. I like that name. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's funny a name. how we're talking about, like, are we sure expectations are different this year than they were last year? And then five minutes later, we're like, it's cool to see the good guys' names <laughs> on our jerseys. That's cool. We're doing great. Like... So it's fun good. to see the guys who, you know, yeah, they're 34. Uh, I think Marshan is going to have a much bigger year points-wise. I think he has to. He didn't have a fantastic year last year. He was 21 goals, 46 assists, 67 points last year, which that's a good year. For, for Brad Marshan, that's like 20 points off of like what you might predict in a record-setting year for the team. And with the captaincy, I think he's going to eat that up. I think he is going to, that is just going to be an extra fuel tank for him this season is knowing I'm the fucking captain. I think he's going to be more aggressive in a good way. I think he's going to be looking to shoot more, making making more plays. I, I think he's going to be an overdrive this year. And I think he's gonna feel, I think he's feeling better because after he came back from his surgery last year, he made a comment. At first, he was like, I feel awesome. And then, like, a month later, he was like, I'm bummed about how not far into the recovery process I am. Like, I wish mm-hmm. I felt better. So I think with that, a little, like, behind him now, that he'll be doing better. That point total is taking into account that he did not play a full season, too. That I, I did forget about that. Um, right. Same can be said for Coyle, who actually missed, said this is the best Did he miss, like, a season. full month? Yeah, he missed him quite a bit. Uh, he around a month because he came back and he had like four points in his first game. We we're like, all right, you're fine. Yeah, all right, he's uh, back. 
uh, Coyle was on Morning Brew, and he said that this is like the best he's felt in like five or six years. Like his, he had an issue with his e, his knee. So I can't I, tell you how much confidence that gives me. I love Charlie Coyle. I would love to. He would be Coyle. number two on my list after Jake of guys that I'm looking for a big season from. Yeah, I yeah, that's a good point. I I had Zaka slash Coyle because everyone's like you're the one two now. Like that's you're replacing Bergeron and David Krejci. Like that. Yeah. Massive, massive shoes to fill, but. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be really good for them. I like. I think I have a lot of faith in the guys to step up in the the roles that they're being asked to step into. I, I really strongly believe in them. Did you see who I'm Marchand right. compared compared Patra to? No, Mitch Marner. Wow, he said he reminds me of Marner the way he plays, like on both sides of the puck, the poise. Wow. It's like. Yeah. It's heavy. Yeah. That's a that's big to get put on, especially by your cap. Yeah. By your and captain your, Brad Marchand. Your line mate. Hell yeah, brother. You're like your line mate, your top line line mate. Yeah, he's yeah, 5'11", 180. He's not though honestly one of the biggest critiques aside from just like it's been the preseason is can he physically take playing as a top line or second line or even a third line center in this league? Can he handle getting the shit beaten out of him constantly? Yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, if that's your top line of Patra, Marshy, DeBrusque, Jake is your biggest body by a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At Which six foot one ninety five. Known enforcer, Jake DeBrusque. <laughs> yeah. That is that is something to think about. It is. Uh I'm just going through the last of my notes here. Mike Riley is oh, so God. goddamn bitter. Uh-oh. About last season, what he what is he saying? Is he saying stuff? <clears throat> I forget when this is from, but this is like from an article about the from the like the Panthers like media regarding him getting sent down. I was really shocked. Riley said of being sent to the minors. Why? May, maybe some things were uncontrollable a little bit, and they relayed that to me at times. But I was definitely disappointed in how it all went down. I have moved on. I had some great times there, met some great people. I got to play with some high end leaders and some Hall of Famers. But I am turning that page, and now I'm here. Later. If you, even if you're a Panthers fan, you don't love that. Like, I got to play with some of the greatest players of all time. I met amazed people. It was awesome. Now I'm here. Yeah, but, that's, like, like yeah. that's I think not good. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what he's getting at, though. You know what he's trying to yeah, say. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But the thing like is, him. it's like we joke around and do this almost every episode about like how hockey players answer interview questions, right? And they are canned and they are stupid. And that's an example of somewhere where they where you're supposed to give the canned answer. Rob, ask me the question. Uh, Joe, how do you feel about uh, being sent down to the minors in the Boston Bruins organization last year? Yeah, you know. Uh, that that's on me, you know. Uh, it, it's a matter of performance, and uh, you know I didn't bring my best to the table. But uh, you know I've turned the page on that now, and uh, you know I'm happy I got to play with those guys. Uh, obviously, some amazing talent there, and I'm grateful for the time that I had there. Uh, wish I could have uh, helped the team more, but uh, you know now I'm here and uh, feel better than I ever have, and uh, I'm ready to put together a great season and uh, help these guys win some games. You know what you should have said? What? Whatever. I don't give a shit. Fuck. I'm over. I'm them. over it. Fuck them. I'm here. I can't believe they sent me to the minors when I sucked ass. I'm Mike Riley, goddammit. Like, don't you know who I think I am? No. Whatever you think you are, I am. Bowling. Do you, 
Bowling. I got the bowling. reference. I just bowling. didn't have a response. Okay. I was going to let us sure. sit in the quiet for a minute. When, once it got a little long, I thought, let's just sit in it. Um, Does Lucic fight opening night? No. No? No. Does How Connor Bedard score opening night? <sighs> That'd be good for the NHL. That'd be really good for the NHL. Mm. I think he has an assist. I think he has an assist. Does he get blown up opening night? That would, do imagine Lucic just crunching. That's him, exactly what I thought. Crunching him into the boards, like the to thing the point is, you're Lucic like, trying oh, to keep no, up with Connor him... Bedard or trying to line him up in any way. Seems pretty unlikely. What if we had like a Felino Lucic fight or something? Oh, I'm not expecting oh, it. How many fights do you think Lucic will have if in a in a, uh, a world where he plays God, 82 it's Felino games? It's and Hall. It's Felino and Hall, unfortunately. God damn it. 4 million dollars a year Nick Felino. In a season where Lucic magically plays 82 games, how yeah. many fighting majors does Milan Lucic have? 5. I was thinking 5 too. But I want it to be more, but I forget that he's an old man now. I want I want double digits. I want ten, but I think I don't think we're going to get more than six. No, yeah, yeah. Six He's got to like fight that, Ryan Reeves because Ryan Reeves is in Toronto and they don't like each other at all. Like they just like don't like each other. That's getting me hyped. So for we get the Beasley's. player rivalry and then the team rivalry. It's all there. Like it's going to be great. Like it's, it's inevitable. Like, it was like Kadri and DeBrusque, but now they're two guys who fight. Like, and this—that's one of those fights where, when the Nesson camera cuts to it, they're already in the middle of throwing haymakers. Like they're going to oh, miss well, the first two, three punches. They could. There could be a two-minute preamble, and Nesson would still miss it. Like Nesson is the worst <laughs> yeah. coverage when it comes to anything extra curricular. Anything. When it comes to anything. When it comes to hockey. When it comes uh, to cameras, they aren't the best. Speaking of Nesson, we. Please. Uh, Jack Edwards returning. That was kind it? of a little bit up in the air. There wasn't yeah. a lot of discussion there, but there was some questions. Uh, but how, how about back? Yeah. So how about the fan response to that? That's probably the last thing that we should, or unless you have more stuff. But that seems nah, like a really. that seems like a good place to wind down here because this is right in our wheelhouse. There's a lot of fan response. Yeah, and as yeah. you can tell from our tone, it hasn't yeah. been universally great. Um, yeah, like I get it, I get it. Do you? But I, I'm, I'm like, he, I, I want to just protect him. I want to be like, you leave him alone, like just enjoy yes. him. Yes. Uh, but also I get it. But I get it. I but get I get it. it. That's the yeah. thing is I get it because I've heard uh, it and I get it. Part of me thinks it's like, hey, it's the centennial year. Lead us out. Or lead yourself out. I whatever. mean, do we even know what his contract looks like? I have no idea. I don't think that's yeah. public necessarily. Um, you're right. I think if you consider that, like he could be on contract for another three seasons. Right. Um, yeah. And like you know, he wants to. Like that dude would call games on his deathbed if he yeah. could. Like, I don't think. I just. I don't know. I he think didn't if he call was the gonna, first preseason game too. I think if which, he was gonna step away, he would have. Yeah. So I and, think if yeah. it's going to happen, it's going to be not by his hand. Yeah. 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 Twitter's mean to him. I don't like sad. that. I don't either. Because he's on there. Like, he sees And, you it. know, I remember early on when he started showing signs of being a little different last year. People were immediately like, what the fuck is up with Jack? Is he drunk? 
And then about a month later, people were like, oh, this seems like a medical thing. Maybe I shouldn't have been a fucking asshole about it, right? And it yes. seems like maybe people have just forgotten that. Because um, there was somebody who's been in the Nesson booth who I was critical of for like, man, he seems slow. He seems whatever. And then you find out there's a medical thing going on. And you're like, wow, what a piece of shit I am. Yeah. So um, to those folks, I would say take a second. Maybe think about what a piece of shit you are. <laughs> really, really think about it. Yeah, just, just dwell on it for a little bit. Look in the mirror and be like, man, what's wrong with me? Lay in bed at night thinking about it, unable to yeah, sleep. Yeah, be like, am I the man or woman that I imagined myself to be when I was a kid? Is this who I wanted to become? Not at all. Probably not. Uh, but I will say for me, I'm I'm glad I get to have another season of Jack and Brick. Very excited. Very excited. Very great. Yeah. How lucky are we that that duo has been that duo for this long? Oh, my God. I, I've personally never heard anyone else call Bruins games. As long as I've been following I Bruins, mean, I have to, I have to go Brick. damn far back. I don't even know yeah. how long they've been doing it. What, oh, seven? That sounds right. You'd have Yeah, you'd have to go pretty far back. Even that, even before that, I'm trying to imagine. I I think it was still that. Yeah. I love how different they are. I love it. Oh, I love yeah. their dynamic. I love when you can tell that Brick is annoyed with Jack, too. Yes. When he's like, all right, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> like, or, like, yeah, or the very few times where Brick will speak up and dissent to what Jack is <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, that's good, too. And, and then Jack just goes fucking silent. <laughs> it's well, awesome. Fuck me, like, I guess. Like, yeah, it really is... <laughs> that is like the the energy that comes off of it because it feels like jack or brick is saying like well jack no i mean i i think that is a penalty there because you can see you know he does clip him in the nose there it's a high stick and it's one of those calls that they got to make 30 seconds of nothing 30 seconds of jack just biting his lip wanting to be like shut the fuck mcavoy in the corner boards (laughs) it's like yeah jack we saw that 10 seconds ago no we're all there that's the one thing that's going to... I don't mind him slurring. I don't mind him whatever. It's delay the feed. Delay the feed a second. Because that's the one thing. That's the one thing. We wouldn't notice. We wouldn't notice. Delay it a little bit. Got what? anything else, Joe? Um, I'm excited for this Bruins season. Yes. Excited to watch some hockey on the ice. Excited to go to good old TV Garden. America's most beloved ice rink. And I don't um, think Jerry Bean Jacobs is rich enough, so I'm really excited for the opportunity to give him more money. I was going to say, do we want to start a GoFundMe? Oh, now we're cooking. Also, the NHL cap is apparently going up next season. Four mil. So the Bruins will have about $34 million. That's a lot. I, I mean, know we're we looking to guys... next off season while this preseason <laughs> is still going on. We're really excited for this. But anyway, yeah, not we're this year, about but this the year. next, the next this year. Like anyway, like we were saying, they're going to be so good this year. So anyway, I can't good. wait for next season. You know, twenty twenty nine. I think by twenty twenty nine, we'll be in a good shape to rebuild. Jeremy Swayman uh, Jr. in that. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, yeah, no, again, just with you. Super excited for the season. Glad to yeah. get back to recording more regularly. Uh, really miss the garden. I miss hockey so much that I've been watching preseason hockey. Uh, and I look forward to the first time Lucic reminds everybody at the garden that he hits like a Mack truck. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. 
I'm, I, I, uh, I opening night. I just want one big Lucci shit. I want that garden, the roof to fucking explode. Like, that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be really good. All right, well, All right. here's to a great season. Here's to a lot of fun. Here's, here's to, to Captain Marshand. To Patrice Bergeron. Here's to Patrice Bergeron. Here's to another year where you guys have to bear with me.